worlds collide. I want to talk to you just for a little bit. I'm going to try to go through this. We're going to journey in the book of Acts today. We're going to spend a lot of time in one chapter, Acts chapter 19. There's a lot in Acts chapter number 19 that I want to share with you today. And it is exciting. Those young ladies getting the Holy or getting baptized, getting the Holy Ghost. I don't know where they speak. Was any of them speaking in tongues by the time they were done? But I appreciate the the, the response. And little Emma back there, she's getting ready to get baptized too. So you're going to get that all worked out. And we're going to baptize her in Jesus' name as well. Amen. And Toby's got to do it too. I mean, he, he He's the only boy in the whole gang. You've got to follow what all the girls do. You just follow them. Uh, Acts chapter 19, verse 1. We are very familiar with this passage of the scriptures here. When Apollos, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the inner regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. If Pete would have been in that crowd, he would have said, what? Say, what? What are you talking about, Holy Spirit? Then what baptism did you experience, he asked, and they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Now let me give you a little background here. Uh, the, the city of Amsterdam in the, the Netherlands is a very wicked city. All right? It's a very, very wicked city. Sometimes when you have time, go home and read about the city of Amsterdam. Uh, it's a very wicked city, and they liken the city of Ephesus to this, not the modern city of Amsterdam today. History says that the church, the apostolic Holy Ghost-filled early New Testament church in Ephesus at its peak numbered nearly 50,000 believers. Now that is a mega church, 50,000. I would say that's a pretty, pretty good-sized church there. But it all started with these 12 men right here that Paul encountered. And he uh, baptized them in the name of the Lord, just like we did today. He laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them and spoke in tongues, just like it happened today. You're in a Bible church, amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm in a Bible church. Brad, I'm in a Bible church. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. All right, now... Here's where I want to start. Then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. Amen. That could be our next church's name, Amy. The way. The way. When you begin to move toward light, darkness is going to fight you. I'm talking about when worlds collide. But when I decided that I needed to lose some weight, worlds were starting to collide. I had to decide, am I going to drink my 100 plus ounces of water a day? Are you kidding me? 
100 ounces of water. I look at 100 ounces of water and I say, there is no way back then because worlds were colliding with my appetite and my brain. There was a collision going on. Whenever you decide to do something in life, whether it's diet or whether it's to buy a different car or if you want to, to do something, there are going to be collisions that happen in your life. And so this collision that is taking place here in the kingdom and in this, this new way that they're talking about is there is now a Holy Ghost outpouring coming to this wicked city of Ephesus. There is now a Holy Ghost church being established in this principal city of darkness. Amsterdam, many flights from, the, from North America go into Amsterdam and then connect to the other parts of the world. It's basically, basically considered a gateway city. And so Ephesus was the same way. Ephesus was strategically placed at a port where there was going to be trade not only into the interior of Asia Minor, but also there was going to be uh, trade on the high seas. So this city was an exporter of immorality. This city of Ephesus was an exporter of sin. Okay? In Amsterdam, you can go through the town of Amsterdam and there, there are shops along the streets in Amsterdam with windows, right, that sell stuff. You know, are you familiar with that? Street, street, what do they call that? Storefronts. Do you know what they sell in those storefronts in Amsterdam? Prostitutes. That's how we, I'm talking about 2018. I'm talking about wickedness. Ephesus was the same way. Ephesus was wicked. But you see, when Paul goes here for three months, he begins to preach in the synagogue. Now, the synagogue is the holy place. It's the church. It's where they, they met. And he began to preach in the synagogue, and people became stubborn. People began to get angry at him. They rejected his message. They began to speak about this way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. So everybody that listened to Paul and agreed with him and experienced what Paul had experienced went with him. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And they held daily discussions at a lecture hall of Tyrannius. This went on for the next two years so that people throughout the providence of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. Now God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. Listen, when you come out of darkness, people are going to fight you. When you come out of darkness, there are going to be people who are going to oppose you. When you come out of darkness, your family will oppose you. When you come out of darkness, your friends will oppose you. Telling you the truth now. Johnny Cash up here is telling you the truth. Yeah. And so people are going to say, well, you know, you'll be back with us before it's all over with. You'll be back in time, in, in time before it's all over with. I had a situation, um, and, and you know, people don't think that it's going to last. Because people judge everybody by the way they live. And people are very, very fickle. You know what I'm saying? People, you can't trust a lot of people today. Johnny was talking about a man that had given him a down payment for a side-by-side. -side. 
and gave him, and then turned around and said, I'll be back Monday to pick it up, and then by the time it's over with, I'm not coming back, ripped my check up, I found a better deal. People's word. You used to be able to buy a piece of real estate on a handshake and a word. You ever bought a house now? It's like three million pages. Initial here, sign here, dot the I here, do all this. Why? Because people have ruined their word. And so I, I, I had to go to court and evict some people out of an apartment. And this apartment was full of dope heads and druggies. And they were getting under my skin. And, and eventually I was commonly referring to them as cockroaches. I'm getting ready to get the roaches out because what they didn't know was in February I took the oil up there. And in the cover of darkness, I went across that balcony smearing oil all over their doors in the name of Jesus. And I said, you're coming out of here one way or the other. If I give you an eviction notice and you don't leave, then we're going to go to court. And I will win in court. Amen. And so I got to thinking as the last, then they say, oh, I can't get all my stuff out. Can I leave some of my stuff here? You've known for two weeks to get your stuff out. And I just text back and say, I cannot change a court order. Get what you can get. And so while all of these druggies were in this one person's apartment all of these months partying and having a good time, when it came time to move all of her junk, nobody was around to find her and help her. When it came time to haul all of her beds and all of her entertainment center and all of her food, nobody that would live there was there to help her because the world sponges. The world is a using system. The world then says, you'll be back with us sooner or later, but the, this Jesus thing is not going to work. But I believe that when you just made that decision, you some of you are so strong in here in the Lord, that those worlds collided and there was energy that was released and explosions in the spirit realm but guess what you are here you have been here and you are still here amen high five your neighbor and say you are still here you're still here Riker Glenn you're still here ah yes yes <laughs> Lord it just knocked you right out of the Holy Ghost all right. <laughs> Verse 11, help me Jesus. Verse 11, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases. That's powerful. Tell your neighbor, say that's powerful. That's powerful. And evil spirits were expelled. A devil cannot handle a handkerchief off an apostle's body. That's how powerful the devil is. That one song said, my enemies are under my feet. That's what we sang today. You see, some of us are looking straight at the enemy and we're thinking, you're right there. No, the Bible says that he has put every enemy under our feet. That he is going to make our enemies our footstool. Amen. And so worlds are still colliding in your life, but God has given you victory and God has given you power. I told Logan yesterday, I said, you've got to remember something. This is a war. This is a long-term process. I've been in warfare for 37 years. 
Now this war is made up of many, many battles. There will be some battles that you will lose and there will be battles that you will win. And the main goal is this. It's not how long you go or how bad it gets. What matters is, is that you finish the fight. Amen. I'm talking to people in here. If you're struggling today, just concentrate on finishing the fight. God gave Paul power. He backed up his word with power. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town casting out evil spirits. Watch this. They tried to use the name of Jesus in their incantation saying, I command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Now the problem is here, they did not have the relationship. So they had to borrow Paul's relationship. So they, get, they find this demon-possessed person and they say, we're casting you out in the name of Jesus because that's what Paul uses. But Paul had a relationship. Paul went to church. Paul paid his dues. Paul fought the good fight. Paul said that I may know him in the power and the fellowship of his sufferings and in the power of his resurrection, that in some way, somehow, I can become formed to his death. Paul said, I'm going to die daily. He said, I am going to die daily so Christ can live in me. Paul's attitude was, guess what? If I die, I'm already with the Lord. And if I'm alive, I'm still here on earth doing the work of the kingdom. Guess what? These seven sons of Sceva was a leading priest. They were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Now your goal, brothers and sisters, when worlds collide, you've already been through battles. So why walk away? Why give up? You've been fighting this long. Why give up? Well, I'm tired. Everybody's tired. I'm weary. Everybody's weary. I just don't think I can make it anymore. A lot of people think that. How about this? Too much for me to bear. The Lord will not allow anything to come upon you that you are not able to bear. But with that, he will also make a way of escape. How many of you are carrying a heavy load? Guess what? Your load capacity is certified for that load. Because he's trusting you to carry it. Yeah? Yeah? Uh-huh. Oh, my. Right? You're certified. You can handle this. You got the framework. Amen. I got the framework. Lord. Amen. I'm carrying a big load. Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. Now, I don't mind getting beat up. Please don't make me run through the streets naked. I'm telling you, this Bible's full of stuff. The 
The story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike and a solemn fear descended on the city and the name of Jesus was greatly honored. You see what God wants to do in our lives and through our journey is honor his name. He wa- we, we're here, we are just pawns. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm just a pawn. Look back at him and say, so are you. We're just pawns. We're pawns for the kingdom. God wants to take us and use us for the kingdom and for the glory of God. He doesn't want anybody to glory in his presence, that no flesh should glory in the presence of the Lord. Jesus Christ gets all the glory, and we want to do that. And this fear fell on the whole city. I mean, there is a collision. There is a collision in the spirit realm. Do you want me to tell you why that there is a presidential inquiry in the Russian collusion and why there is a witch hunt and why... People are happy when the Trump cancels the, the North Korean summit and then why they, they get mad when he reignites it again. And you know why? Because it is a struggle between light and darkness. What we are seeing in our country right now is a collision of two worlds, a collision of two ideologies, a two, collision of two philosophies. And we are in the last days. This thing is winding up. The Lord is getting ready to come. So if you don't have your business straight with God, now would be a very, very good time to get your business straight with God. Amen? A a predominantly Catholic nation, Ireland, just voted to legalize abortion rights. 90% Catholic. How do Catholic politicians claim to be Catholic and then vote pro-abortion? How do they do that? Because there's a collision going on. When you get up in the morning and you are facing problems in your body, there's a collision going on. When you look at your check register and there is a dash in front of your total, there is a collision going on. When you get one fire put out and three others pop up somewhere else, there is a collision going on. Amen. I'm telling you, worlds will collide in your life. But be not afraid, but be strong and encouraged in the Lord. Get the joy of the Lord in you because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, i got to confess something. You ready for my confession? Memorial Day. Mark it down. Pastor confessed, okay? I had to run down to Edwardsville the other night, and nobody wanted to go with me. Now, listen, I'm a big guy, but sometimes I like for somebody to go with me. I'm a people person. I like people, you know? Even if you just come to my house and sit there, and we're talking in the chair, and I suddenly go... <laughs> I heard you, but I just couldn't respond in any other way. (laughs) That has happened. All right, that has happened. And then afterward I hear, Oh my Lord, Tracy, they came over to talk to you and you fell asleep on them. So I'm sorry. Couldn't help it. (laughs) So we'll just stay standing when we're talking. So I'm going down the road by myself in that big old Suburban. Huh. Why is it that gas prices stay low till I buy a Suburban? (laughs) 
Think about that. Just, just think about that. You know why? Because worlds are colliding in my life. I believe the Lord's, if it goes to six bucks a gallon, the Lord's still going to fill the tank somehow. Amen. And so Macy put on Spotify on my phone, so she says, what kind of bands you want on there? So I tell her all these bands. So I plug in my little Bluetooth device, and I got my phone going, and, and all those songs that I got, they're three in a row I never heard of in my entire existence. And Spotify is not nice because once you do so many whatevers, skips, you know, yeah, skips, you're out and you got to listen to whatever comes along. And about, about Highland, I said, you know what, I can fix this. I pulled over, I put it in park, so I wouldn't want to play with my phone while I was driving. And I got, I got on YouTube. And I punched in T.D. Jakes. And I thought, if Spotify won't let me skip, Bishop Jakes, I'm, I know he'll let me skip. And he was preaching. And he said in Acts chapter 28, Paul was simply getting wood for the fire. And he said, out of the fire came a snake. And I have preached that all over the world. I said, okay. That's good. That's good. Bishop, I'm with you. And he said, let me stop right there for a minute. He said, the closer you get to the fire, that's when you encounter the snakes. And I'm going. So he said, if you've got snakes showing up in your life, you're getting close to the fire. So if you have, I'm going to twist that a little bit. If you have collisions showing up in your life, you are getting close to the fire, brothers and sisters. If you are, if you are experiencing difficulties, you're getting close to the fire. If you're getting close to the fire, there's going to be more trouble than you ever had before. What do you do, pastor? Don't stop. Just keep marching toward the fire. Just keep fulfilling the orders that the master sergeant gave you. Amen? Just keep walking. Come on. If you can't understand that, you'll understand this. Just keep swimming, swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming. You see, you didn't understand that, but you understood Dory. Hallelujah. Many became believers and confessed their sinful practices. There are people watching us. There are people watching to see if we're going to hang strong. There are people watching to see if we're going to give up. All those cruddy buddies back there, Danny, that you used to hang around, they're not, they're not even in church. They're not near church. Some of the people that got you in the kingdom aren't even in church. And they look at you and they scratch their head and they say, I wonder when he's going to fold up and give in. I wonder when he's going to stop. I said, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what Joshua said. Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Come hell or high water, I'm going to keep on marching until I see the victory come. Amen. Is anybody ready to see victory come in your life today? Come on, I ain't stopping, I ain't slowing down, I ain't turning back. What are you going to do when you get there? I don't know, but we'll talk to somebody. That's what happened in Bloomington for the food bank, the food pantry. 
We had just been talking about it a couple hours before and came across Midwest Food Bank. I said, it looks like there's cars there. We didn't have a food pantry then. We were trying to establish a food pantry. And lo and behold, lo and behold, there was a food bank right there. I said, there's cars there. Amy says, I'm turning. She said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going in. Some of you have been scared to death. She was. She's afraid I was going to make her talk. <laughs> You're going in. You don't know anybody. That's even better. You can have bad breath and leave and they never know who your name was or anything. Then just remember that guy that stopped at the food bank that had bad breath. I hope I never see him again. <laughs> Amen. Walked in there and they said, we were, we were talking to people, and by the time the meeting was over, we are sitting at the de in the office across the desk from the president of the food bank. And they had just told us outside that it's going to take 90 days to six months before you can even get one ounce of food here. And the president said, I want to give you a tour. Good thing I ate at Cracker Barrel before I tour. I was starved. Thank God. See, the Lord takes care of his people, don't he, Brother Jeff? Brother Jeff's been there at that food bank. What did we have to do before we came home? We had to eat at Famous Dave's Barbecue. Yeah. That's when Jeff had his things, his hand. Amen. Now, now, they just said three months to six months. The president said, yeah, Jan, Get that paperwork ready. Well, I didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't know what was going on. What paperwork? He's the president. I mean, he might want to get paperwork for the golf course. He might get a golf membership somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. We take the tour. We come out. We get ready to leave. She, he looks at Jan, and, and she, she says, here's the paperwork. He takes the paperwork, and he says, listen, this is the paperwork. You take this home and fill it out. Fax it up to us. And he said, next month you come back, and we're going to load your van full of food, and you're going to start your food pantry in 30 days. I'm talking about when worlds collide, you're getting close to fire. When your worlds colliding, you're getting close to victory. When it's all falling apart, say, Jesus! I'm still in this battle I'm still taking one step at a time I'm still just keep swimming swimming just keep swimming swimming now let's get we're never going to get done if you keep responding like that we're never going to get done oh by the way we're going over to Effingham Bible Church tonight praise team to worship with them alright we're going to leave here about 5 o'clock if you want to go be here at 5 o'clock and we'll get you a ride. Amen. Brother Mark Harden's over there, pastor in that church, and we're going to go help him. We want to have a Holy Ghost downpour. Amen. Amen. Logan helped get my Holy Ghost gun lubed and loosened today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes a gun, man, sometimes it's a rocket-propelled grenade. Everybody lay hands on fell out. Glory. Anyhow. Now watch what happens. All these people are becoming believers and a number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of these books was several million dollars. Now in today's terms, that would be multiple billions of dollars. 
So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Afterward, Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go over to Macedonia and Achaia, which is Greece, before going to Jerusalem. And after that, he said, I must go on to Rome. He sent his two assistants, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia while he stayed a while longer in the providence of Asia. About that time, serious trouble. Everybody say, serious trouble. trouble. Say, when? No, no, no. Now, I, I'm going to, you thought I was just saying, say, say what? Say when? I'm gonna, I want you to say the word when. Say when. when. Worlds, Worlds. Worlds. Collide. collide. Let's do it again. When. 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 Worlds. Now, this, these guys are spreading the gospel. These guys are spreading the gospel. But hell is so angry because worlds are colliding. Because hell is losing a bunch of money. Hell is losing a bunch of soldiers. Serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. It began with D Demetrius, a silversmith who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Armidus. Now, in the King James, it's Diana, okay? So I'm just going to say Diana because Armidus is, Ar Artemis is hard. He called them together along with the other employed in similar trades and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business. You want to know what a man in America t votes on? He votes on his wallet. He votes on his pocketbook. Because in America, money is God. Sorry, it is. Money is God. All right, since we got that out of the way. But as you've seen and heard, this man, Paul, has persuaded many people that handmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he's done this not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire providence. You know why? Because worlds were colliding. And Paul was a world changer. Paul did not care what it looked like. Paul did not care how it ended up. Because Paul had been mandated with one message. Message and that is this. I am going to make you an apostle to the Gentiles. And you are going to turn the world upside down. Hallelujah. Now. We're not living in Paul's day, but God has called each and every one of us here to be apostles to this generation. And when you walk into Walmart, you are supposed to turn some worlds upside down. When you walk into your doctor's office and the doctor gives you a bad report, you may come out with paperwork that says, I'm not doing very well. But in your heart, you are carrying a mandate that says, I am the God that heals all of your diseases. Oh, somebody! Woo! Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. Now he gets holy. He gets spiritual. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Diana will lose its influence in that Diana, this magnificent goddess worshipped throughout the providence of Asia and all around the world, will be robbed of her great prestige. You see, the world is delusional. The world is deceived. So when you come into the kingdom and people say you can't live for God, they're deceived and they're lying to you because they don't know. When they tell you that it's not for real, that all the church wants is your money, all, you know what all their drug dealers want is their money. Has anybody ever told them, the drug fiends, that all the drug dealers want is their money? 
so they probably shouldn't be doing business with them anymore. Well, come on now, somebody. Am I out here all by myself? It feels like I am. At this, and this, their anger boiled, and they began shouting, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was filled with confusion. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Artie. Amen? who were Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. Paul wanted to go in too, but the believers wouldn't let him. Some of the officials of the Providence, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater. Instead, the people were all shouting some one thing and some another. Everyone was in confusion. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. Let me tell you, I don't know what news or where you get your news from, but if you get your news from CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, the Washington Post, the New York Times, Yahoo News, do not believe Yahoo News. I was reading Yahoo News one day and it said Trump had three arms. Not really, but that's how crazy it was. Because the mainstream media is behind the powers of darkness and is influenced by the powers of darkness. All right, I'm telling you, they are a mouthpiece for all of the darkness going on. So listen, brothers and sisters, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. You better be a Holy Ghost-filled, Jesus-named Christian, first of all, whether you're Democrat or Republican. That's what, and you better be voting for pro-life, and you better be voting against gay rights, and you better be standing for righteousness. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether there's a D or an R by their name. What matters is, are they godly? What matters is, are they for truth? What matters is, is what does Jesus want me to do? We are on a mandated mission, and worlds are going to collide. People will get mad at you. People will get fired up at you. People will tell you nasty stuff to your face. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You, you young people who aren't married yet, get you a godly companion. Clark. Clark. Is this on? He ain't even here. Where's Clark? He left. He went to lunch, Johnny. He's at the park. Amen. Get you a godly companion. Some of you don't have parents that are even into serving the Lord. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Can I tell on you? You don't even know what I'm going to say. You say, okay. Carry on, wayward son, right? All right. He walked through the door last Sunday, about 10 after 10. He sent his kids to strangers in another part of the building. He went and sat right back over there, and he said, I was so uneasy. He said, when I'm walking through the door, I am feeling something, something pulling me, saying, don't go in there. Don't go in there. Stay out of there. When you come to a Holy Ghost-filled church, the devil does not want you here. Oh, boy. When you come to a Holy Ghost-filled church, the devil does not want you here. You can go to the dead church down the street, 
that crosses three times, rub some beads, burn a candle, and go on home, and you're going to be all right, according to the devil. But I'm telling you, Jesus is looking for a relationship. I'm telling you, God is looking for a relationship. You can go to a service where they're going to have all five songs up there on the wooden board, and when they put their hand up, they're all going to sing together, and when they drop their hand, the leader's going to sing all by themselves. But I'm telling you, there is no power there. But when you come into a Holy Ghost church where Jesus abides, there is power. Jesus said you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. What is going on? I'm telling you what is going on. When he walked through the door last week worlds were colliding when I'm preaching a message and it's time to seek the Lord in prayer and you say I want to go up front I want to get the Holy Ghost I want to live for God but something tells you run out the door get in your car and go worlds are colliding because the devil doesn't want you free. He doesn't want you loose. He doesn't want you, oh, kashatamaha. He doesn't want you walking in liberty. Now, let me get back on my part. I'm, I'm done. I'm not done on my notes. I got job security. Preach next week. Amen. I need some musicians. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You, you, you college and career people, of marrying age, if your parents aren't in church and they don't like the godly companion that you're bringing home to meet them, you need to talk to your pastor. Pastor, they don't like my boyfriend. They don't like my girlfriend. Maybe because they don't agree with the mess that they're living in. You know what? Darkness and light do not go together. Darkness and light do not go together. You know why there's darkness? Because it's an absence of light. You know why there's light? Because there's an absence of darkness. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want my kids to bring godly people home. We tell our kids, we've told our kids a hundred billion times, you better make sure that you find somebody who is godly. You better make sure somebody who wants to live for the Lord. You better make sure they like church. Because I guarantee you, I'm not going dancing with them unless they're going to dance in church. Do you see those moves today? That's what happens when you lose 100 pounds. Yeah. I don't know, but you know. That would have been quite 100, I'm just prophesying. If I lose 100 pounds, we're, we're gone. I'm gone. I mean, it's over. Oh, way to go, Rose. Way to go. Poor thing. Grandma's gone. Isn't it amazing? One little baby takes half the church with them. Worlds are colliding. Worlds are colliding. Amen. Amen. You bring somebody home to get to marry you, you better make sure that they like going to church. Because that's how you were brought up. You were brought up going to church. Amen. When we got kicked out of our last church and couldn't go back to our last church, we still went to church. We drove 75 miles one way to church. Amen. And Kay got Macy one Saturday night because she had tights on that turned out to be leg warmers and leotards or shorts by the time she got to Highland. We called up Aunt Kay and said, are you home tonight? Yeah, I'm not doing anything. You got Macy. 
meet us at the Shell station. We dropped her off. And I want to tell you, those kids went to church. We had service in a hotel lobby, in a hotel conference room at the corner of 4th and Washington, downtown St. Louis, right across from the Edward Jones Dome, the Hampton Inn, that big, beautiful building. My kids were so excited, they called it the hotel church. The hotel church. First thing they did when they got down there is they went to the snack bar. They got apples, they got oranges, they got hot chocolate, they got biscuits, they got biscottis, they got buns, muffins, they got it all. But what? Oh, Dad, the hotel church is awesome. They got all those snacks. I'm saying, oh, Lord, I hope nobody's inventorying that because we're going to have to pay 55 bucks just for the chips and all that other stuff that they're, they're taking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm talking about worlds are going to collide. You better get light in your house. You better get light in your house. You better get light in your house. And I'm not talking about Ameren and Illinois power. I'm talking about getting the fire of the light of God in your house and let collisions begin to take place. If your parents don't like who you bring to church, come, come to the pastor and say, my parents don't like who I brought to church. What should I do, pastor? And if your pastor says, you need to get rid of them, you know, because they're not really in light, then, you know, but listen, if they're good and they're in light and they're loving God, there may be a collision going on between light and darkness. I'm telling you, you better go to the side of light. You better go to the side of light. Let's all stand. Give the Lord a hand praise because when collisions are going to take place. Yes. Now let me tell you about the mainstream media. I started on this. I'm going to finish. A few weeks ago, they dedicated the United States Embassy in the eternal capital of Israel, Jerusalem. I've been to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a beautiful place. Now all you saw on the news was the reception area. But about a week later, a lady called in to Rush Limbaugh. And she said, I've got to tell you, Rush, we were, we were at the dedication of the embassy. And all the way from the hotels where everybody was staying, all the way, every road, every street going into the new embassy area had signs on all of the poles that said Trump has made Israel great. Now the mainstream media didn't show that. And then she said, and they didn't show the front of the embassy, but the front of the embassy had banners draped over the side of the front of the whole embassy, a picture of Trump and Netanyahu, and said Trump has made Israel great. But you didn't see that here. All you saw was a little reception area and a tent, a temporary place. But you see the mainstream media is colliding with light because God says that his name is going to dwell in Jerusalem forever. That's where Jerusalem is going to be the capital of the world one of these days. And nobody wants to do that. Why does everybody hate the Jews? How about maybe the Savior of the world was a Jew? 
Why does everybody mad at the Jews? Because it's a force of darkness and light. Why do, why do uh, people want to abort babies? Because they want to destroy them before they can fulfill their destiny that God has called them to do. I'm talking to people that have had worlds colliding in your lives. I'm talking about people that have had collisions in your life with destiny. Hallelujah. This young man last week went through a major collisions just to get here. Hallelujah. And then he got up here and I thought, oh, Lord, I'm telling you, when you get up here, Logan, you're getting close to the fire. Because there's the Holy Spirit that can come out of time. And he stood right here. And, and, I'm, and in my spirit, I'm like, I want to go pray for him, but I don't want to overwhelm him. Because I think it can be overwhelming at times. And so I kept watching him. You know? If you see me looking around, it is not because I'm bored. I'm evaluating. I was waiting for you today. I kept watching. And he's over here right where God is at. And his hands are in the air. And so I walked over and I said, I want to help you pray. Oh, just follow me in prayer. And so we prayed. And as we prayed, we repented. And I said, right now, Lord. And he said, right now, Lord, I believe. I accept your death on the cross. I accept the blood you shed for me. And I believe you've forgiven me of my sins. And right now I believe. In Jesus' name. And I said, that weight just left you. He said, yeah. yeah. Yesterday at breakfast I said, Logan, I didn't want to blow your mind. But I could have laid hands on you right there. But that's going to be a little easy. You just don't want the stealth fighter just blowing you completely away. Or first visit type like that. And then today I said, so when you come in, you just worship. You just come in and worship. And when you were worshiping, when it's the right time, I said, I'm bringing back my big fat hand. He got the Holy Ghost. Now when you go out and use those worlds are colliding, now you got some. We did a Bible study. I said, you shall receive power. I said, Logan, that comes from the Greek word dunamis, which we get our word dynamite. So you got dynamite power now. So when he walks out of this door today, he's walking out with an arsenal. And he's going to have some worlds collide today. Oh, my brother, the devil's going to fight you today. Just get ready, get ready, get ready. But when you look at the devil, you can say, devil, hey, guess what? Go ahead, punk. Make my day. Because I got some power now. Because the Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hey, if you've got some collisions going on in your life, come get you some power right now. Come get you some power right now. Who needs some power? Who needs some power? Maybe you need power over that collision. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come get your power. Come on. Come get your power. Come get your anointing. Come get it. Lord, I 
Overcoming power. Strength for the battle. 